0: Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds.
1: Well, hi, everybody. Dave Stevanis here. We're going to take a look at Exodus 5. You know, when we read the Bible, it's pretty easy to see where God's people are going to mess up. You know, we can clearly see when they're about to make a move that won't be good. Or in those moves, we may see people who are not fully trusting God, or, or seeing a bigger picture than the right now. And just like them, we need to trust the true power of God in the in the right now of life. So, some backstory to Exodus five at the, the end of Exodus four tells us that that Aaron went out to meet Moses, and Moses told Aaron about what the Lord had for him. They went back and they met with the elders. Of the people of Israel. And and through those words and signs, the people came to believe. And, And when they heard that the Lord had visited the people of Israel and seen their affliction, they bowed their heads and worshiped. Well, then Moses goes to Pharaoh. So Moses and Aaron go to Pharaoh and they say, "'Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness.'" Pharaoh answered by saying, Who is this Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and moreover, I will not let Israel go. Moses and Aaron replied, they said, The God of the Hebrews has, has met with us. Please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord, our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence and with with a sword. Now that word pestilence can be understood as a devastating epidemic, you know, in the Old Testament that was understood to be sent by God. Another way of understanding the word can be a plague. Now, trouble is going to come. The Pharaoh was concerned that the people of Israel would be taken away from their work. The task was making was making bricks. So instead of letting them go to worship the Lord, what Pharaoh saw as rest now he would make their work harder by making them gather their own straw that was needed to make the bricks. And not only do they, they have to make, to get the straw now, the, the quota of bricks has not been reduced. They have to make the same number, and all of this means more work each day. The taskmasters and the foremen now have to go tell the people, and they say, thus says Pharaoh, I will, I will not give you straw. Go and get your own straw, yourselves, wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced in the least. And it's, and it's interesting how when Moses and Aaron tell Pharaoh about what God said, they start with, thus says the Lord. But then when the taskmasters and foremen say, thus says Pharaoh, where they, they were there, where they were in Egypt, the Pharaoh had ultimate power. What he said was it. No one could question his word. And in that, he was like a little G, God at the time. Now the people are upset. Now when the people met Moses and Aaron, there were some men, they were kind of mad at them. They said, the Lord look on you and judge because you have made us stink in the sight of Pharaoh and his servants and, and have put a sword in their hands to kill us. So now everybody's upset. Pharaoh, the people, and even Moses questions God about what has happened. Moses says, "O oh Lord, why have you done evil to this people? Why did you ever send me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people and you have not delivered your people at all. So there are some problems here. What are the problems in this chapter that we see? Well, Moses and Aaron, they did what they were supposed to do to go to Pharaoh and deliver God's message. But but the first thing is Pharaoh didn't know God. He thought of himself as a a God. Number two, the people, they they couldn't see past their own lives and their daily struggles. They had forgotten that the, the Lord had seen their affliction. Number three, Moses, the people of Israel, and Pharaoh all of them did not recognize the power of God. See they don't they don't see God's big picture in their struggle. They they don't recognize God's omnipotence in their pain and suffering. And that word omnipotence it's it's a big word and it, it speaks to a, a state of of being all powerful which which theology attributes to God. Scripture scripture often affirms that all power belongs to God, that all things are possible for God, and that God's power exceeds what humans can ask or think. We can think of that word when we think of Almighty. So, for Scripture, God's omnipotence is not a matter of, a, of abstract speculation, but it's, it's more like a force to be reckoned with. God's power is revealed in, in God's creating and sustaining the universe, and it will be shown in how God delivers Israel from Pharaoh's slavery one day. So maybe for us today, we forget about how big our God really is. When trouble comes, do we run to what we can do or do we, or do we run to what God's plan really is? So here are three things to remember and trust when trouble comes. Number one, God cannot be stopped from accomplishing his purpose. Daniel 4.35 tells us he, the most high God, does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and no one can stay his hand. Number two, God does what he pleases. Psalm 115.3 says, our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. And Isaiah forty six nine and 10 says, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and, and there is none like me. To me, like only the, the most high God can claim this. And number three, God's power is more powerful than all other powers. Psalm 19, verse 1 and 2 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. So creation itself recognizes the great power of God, and unfortunately, We sometimes forget how powerful our God is when we face trials or days when we don't have straw. So let's remember, He is the Most High God, the Almighty, and He loves each and every one of us. He loves us so much that He sent His Son to die for us, and that's big. So I hope you reflect on this today as you do your reading and think about just how powerful our God is. Have a great day. Talk to you later.
0: Have a blessed rest of your day.